0: of fishes. Sorry, everybody. We were trying to make Dan look hashtag strong, but that didn't work out too well. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Greetings. Oh as is every week, I'm Pat McDermott. Alongside me is hashtag strong Dan Peck.
1: It can't rain all the time.
0: But it sure can rains at the Royal Rumble. Oh. And that man sighing is Chris O'Mealy. <laughs> You know, I, I like how Dan's quote
2: is now a reference to talking talkies, which you should all be listening to, because we totally talk talkies and stuff and plugs and pie crust. And yes, this is Club K Fave episode 87, and uh, we have a special roundtable discussion for you guys today. This is a really big deal. Uh, one of our guests could not make it for personal reasons, so we are inviting back two older guests who are popular in the Fabe. So I'd like to welcome back my buddy Jeff Trelowitz, making hey, his second appearance on the show. And Jeff here just wrote a book.
3: Yes, I did.
2: It's on the Amazons, dog.
0: Plug, what's it called?
3: Everything comes full circle.
0: Oh yeah.
3: It's available so- tomorrow.
2: Oh, well, it should be available yesterday, man.
3: <laughs> Maybe it is for pre sale.
2: Oh boy. End up making her third appearance on the show, Miss Melissa Hatfield.
3: Hello. It's good to be back.
2: Everyone's like, oh my god, a girl. <laughs>
4: <laughs> good, 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 girl.
0: Ratings for the episode just increased. <laughs> so you do the owners. Yeah, you add the boobs, the ratings go up. Make sure her name is in the show description, please. <laughs> Melissa
2: Hatfield's on the show. Blah, blah, blah Melissa, stuff. Melissa, Melissa. Melissa.
0: All of us, girl. including Jeff, names all in lowercase and in Melissa uppercase. <laughs> all, all caps. Girl. Girl's on the show.
3: Her name should just be the name of this week's podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this week's episode. There's a girl on the show.
0: Yeah. Girls like wrestling? <laughs>
2: So uh, we're going to do a little bit something different here at the Fabe. We are going to change the entire format of the show. And you guys are probably like, whoa, that's big. Uh, yes and no. Here's the deal, guys. Rather than just do these reviews all week long, hey, here's what happened on Raw and SmackDown. And, you know, that TNA show that we used to review and then we didn't. And then we kind of did and didn't. Or Dan doing the just the regular NXT and Lucha reviews. Yeah, whatever. Reviews are stupid. All the podcasts do
0: that. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah, it's a little bit monotonous. do 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 Monotonous. Monominous. (laughs) do 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 Yes. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, We're going to start a thread every week, probably on Monday. And all you guys do is tell us what happened during the week that you want us to discuss. A particular match, a news story, whatever. So, like, all the reviews and the questions and segment, all that stuff, It's just going to get piled into the beginning of the show, and it's going to be all interactive, all about what you want us to discuss. Even if you're just like, hey, I just watched this awesome Scott Hall match from 1995. He faced whoever, and it's on the network, blah, blah, blah. I want you guys to talk about it. We'll watch it and talk about it. We're going to make this fun.
0: Yes. But we especially want what you think was important on all the main shows during the week, because that's what we're going to talk about. We're... Not going to talk about Titus O'Neil has a match with Hornswoggle, unless that's what you want to (laughs) hear. But Pat's not going to get that match anyway, because he watches the Hulu cut. (laughs) Right, and that's exactly what my discussion will be. Uh, I didn't know the match existed. (laughs) Pat will be like, what happened? Adam Rose was on Raw? Well, I read the results to that match, and it sounded inferior.
2: (laughs) And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to open up each show with a new segment I'm going to do. And I'm going to talk about my ten favorite things that happened during the week. My hit list, if you will. And that's Dog, how we're going to open up I show. Dog, doubled up. <laughs> no, I, I Booker book 5 this thing into a ten. I need two hands to count that. Oh, yeah. Now, this is an audio podcast, so you guys totally can't see me counting these on my fingers, but that's how I'm doing it. <laughs> because I have to make uh, 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 ten points. Dude, he totally needs his own breakfast cereal. All right, so here's the deal. This is my hit list, and then anything I don't we don't discuss here, we just discuss as regular.
0: Number so, ten. Number
1: ten. Number ten. Oh, we need it. We need an audio oh, guy to do
0: that. Who did we get those awesome sound effects from? That was great.
1: And it I know, was like old Hot Nine at Nine from ninety three Q back in back in the day. <laughs> what what station was that? Ninety three Q in Syracuse. Oh, I
0: thought it was oh. the whack, the whacker. WCCR.
2: Because,
1: yes, I totally listened
2: to that Syracuse station from Vernon, New Jersey, but alright. Oh, all
1: right. yeah? <laughs> well, dude, if dude, if the, if the night is right, you can hear Chicago stations in D- Dallas, so, so <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! back the fuck up before you fuck this podcast up! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Dems yeah. isn't here, so nothing's getting fucked up. <laughs> it's because Stone Cold never fixed his mic.
2: Yeah. Oh, and there's a reason when we had a guest dropout It was like, I need to talk to Melissa and Jeff And I also had contacted Shin, but he couldn't come down Notice how I didn't contact bad guests from the past Who did fuck up the show <laughs> Dens, I know you're listening Your mic sucks, and that's why you're not allowed to have one anymore Jeez <laughs> Wow <Joey number> 10. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right I'm doing a segment here Never Hashtag mind. shoot <laughs> Tell us how you really feel Uh, Dens is cool. He lives in PA, and he still hasn't hung out with me, so he's a dick right now. Anyway, all right, number 10.
5: I have a favorite on the show, by the
2: way. I didn't ring your your doorbell. Get the hell out. (laughs) All right, for real. Number 10, uh, Drew Galloway, as you knew as Drew McIntyre, debuted in TNA at their Glasgow show, and they don't even bother... Keeping this a secret. They're just like, hey, Drew's here in TNA, and we're going to advertise it now, so you'll actually pay attention when this episode airs. Uh, I say good for him. I think McIntyre was a wasted talent in WWE because they gave him too much and didn't let him grow organically. I think that hurt him. Then they were just like, we don't know what to do with this guy, so we're going to put him in this storyline. All right, this sucks. Put him with Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal
0: because oh, yeah. we already screwed up those
2: storylines.
0: Yeah, the victim of too much, too fast, and then constantly being re-elevated a little bit and then thrown all the way back down. Yep. Not like we are going to
2: be seeing that anytime soon. But good for Drew. I'm happy for him. I think he'll do well in TNA. What do you guys think? Drew and TNA? Yay or nay? I'm excited.
3: Uh, I'm a big Drew fan, so if it gives him a chance to shine, I say go for it.
2: Because right, he can go there, he can improve his character, evolve it a little bit, and he can come back bigger and better than ever. I and mean, then Derek... he
3: can finally be the chosen one. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> the, the chosen one in, like, 2021. I told didn't you...
3: say when?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was the chosen one. Oh, okay.
1: Party time is over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that when Adam Rose is the champ?
1: <laughs> no. It's going to oh, be as big come- Yes. That's what that was like. Part of his gimmick at first in
2: WWE. I'm he's super serial, man. No wonder Heyman loved him so much.
0: Yeah, he he was about no fun. Ugh,
2: comedy. This guy kills it. Yes.
0: And no fun league. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but no, I I think you're totally right because it, we've seen some of these guys go down and. Derek Bateman just, became right. EC3, and now he's like the highlight of Impact. Exactly. He's a guy who just took the ball and ran with it, and now he's someone who when when his contract's up with TNA, I think WWE would be very interested in him. Um, we
5: but don't even need people, anyone from TNA.
0: Even people like, <laughs> like Brodus who went down there and is already kind of reviving his career. Tyrus. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: but he's got PTSD, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um
1: you so, guys that's an awesome s- video.
2: Dixie, who I'm sure is listening to the show right now. um, Stop worrying about what the other people did and focus on your own guys. Although it was a really funny video. Alright. Number nine. So I'm getting ready to watch this Adrian Neville versus Tyson Kidd match and all of a sudden these weird technical difficulties happen and the the dial-up tone returns and it says Solomon on my screen. Solomon Crow is finally going to debut at NXT and this teaser was awesome. I have been waiting for Sammy Callahan to make his debut, even though he's already been on TV in random segments where it's like, hey, here's Solomon Crowe in a suit clapping for Sammy Zayn at the end of TakeOver. But um, I'm excited to finally see what he can offer.
0: And are anybody else
2: excited to see Sammy Callahan in NXT?
0: Yeah, I didn't even know that's what that was. I didn't go back and watch to see if it said anything across the screen. But... um...
1: At the very end, it says Solomon on
0: there. Hey, Solomon! Um, No,
1: don't ruin him already. (laughs) God.
0: Well, NXT is becoming a complete powerhouse anyway, so I'm another talent added to it. It it almost feels like overkill, but I have no problem with that because it's all awesome talent. And then there's like you know two or three of the guys peppered in that they really want.
5: (laughs) Yes, get better, make him look strong. We're build up uh, all these indie guys to bring in our new muscle guys
2: <laughs> uh, number eight is the rebranding of Emma who appeared in NXT in a backstage segment and she was super serial no dancing, no comedy no awkwardness it looks like she's going to completely rebrand herself yeah, and she that cut is off a that dance and that is a good thing because she is clearly talented and they had no idea what to do with her on the main roster.
0: Yeah, you could be uh, Santino's other girlfriend now. And then they just kind of fade away with that. They didn't know what to do. Oh, oh, crap. Santino's hurt.
2: Well, uh, uh, NXT?
1: And they. (laughs) It took them six months to come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) At least they didn't.
4: She's finally going to get to showcase her talent, and like you said, get rid of those fucking bubbles, stop dancing, and just send her out there and let her be a badass. Because she's so talented, and everyone else is finally going to be able to see that.
2: Yeah, because it's like, hey, we're going to put you in a bunch of matches with Cameron and Nikki Bella, because that'll totally get you over. Those matches were awful. Oh, it must have been Emma. Yep. Well, good for her. Uh, positive stuff coming her way. Number seven, you guys, the Lucha Dragons, they done got upset by them dubstep boys, the Buddy Murphy thick. and Wesley Blake. Um, they are the new tag team champions in NXT, and I think that's really cool because it was one of those deals where it's like, alright, we got a new tag team here. We kind of team them up like they did with Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger, and it's just like, well, they're there, they're a tag team, but they're just jobbing to the other tag teams. And then they went over the VOD villains,
1: and now they're the champs. So it's like, these they're, guys are here to stay. That's called a winning streak. It has been known to happen.
2: <laughs> so good for them. Although, from what I understand, there's a chance that <laughs> at the live event where they worked, they dropped their first names. Because we all know how much Vince loves
1: first names. Oh, yeah, they're just Blake <laughs> they're, and Murphy. There's Blake and Murphy now. <laughs> there's already a guy named Murphy. <laughs> the TNA, like, three years ago. Right,
0: yeah, because I keep thinking they look like two Gunners, and there's something in Murphy, and it was Gunner and Murphy.
1: Gunner Murphy. Oh, yeah. And Murphy got fired, and Gunner was an asshole. Remember Gunner Scott? Yes, I do. He's going to be the new Benoit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that worked out real well. But good for them. They are a solid tag team. They work really well. And I do like the Lucha Dragons a lot, but I think it's time for them to get the call up because Sin Cara is already a main roster member anyway, and Kalisto is going to bring that Masked talent up to the main roster and probably own the merch sales.
0: Rey Mysterio who?
2: <laughs> Rey Mysterio What? Alright, number six. Surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble, number three, was friggin' Bubba Ray Dudley. And that was awesome. The Philly crowd loved it. He seemed to love it. And we got all those awesome spots because apparently black people are interchangeable. That was not racist at all. <laughs> you mean that wasn't Devon? <laughs> no, Vince. That was decisively not Devon. He wasn't even there that night. Wow.
5: I thought it was Devon.
2: So, is that why you had him do all those spots?
0: Yeah, I said, go out, uh, do all those moves you used to do. And they said, okay. And then when they walked away, it looked like R Truth was questioning why I was even talking to him.
1: (laughs) Wait, so you knew it was R Truth? (laughs) This is (laughs) Vinception. I like it when he's like, Truth, get the tables, and then they, and then he's like, what? What am I supposed to do? Oh,
2: yeah. And then Truth dropkicked him instead, so he's like, F this guy,
0: and eliminated him. Was that a one-night deal, or what was that? I do not know yet. Because the, but... <laughs> there is
1: a .com article about tag teams you want to see return, and they're front and center.
0: The only thing I, I would say... I, I understand for nostalgic purposes why the glasses, why the old camo, and all that, but... After he cultivated that Bully Ray personality, I'd really like to see that character in WWE.
2: Yeah, but that's not to say that when he comes back as Bubba Ray Dudley, he's not going to take the Bully Ray persona with him and evolve his character.
1: Right, right. I'm just hoping yeah, it's not but just. He, but he's not. He's just going to be Dudley <laughs> why
0: do not you uh,
1: stutter again? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's great. Like, he only started for like two months in WWE because they're like, "Fuck that shit, stop it." <laughs> Let's give that to Man. Matt Morgan. Yeah, yeah, I remember Or gold that. dust.
2: Oh, God. Would he get electrocuted? Yep. It's a rat, it's a rat, it's a rat. And, and he still, to this day, will occasionally do it? Yes. That's long term selling. I took
1: Cody's gift and gave it to Dad!
2: <laughs> God. Um, so Bubba was my favorite surprise entrant, although when number 14 hit, I heard a giant chub from Highland Lakes. You heard it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It was that audible? Um, <laughs> I, and proceeded multiple chubs after each diamond cutter. Um, no, it was... Dude, that was awesome. Come on, now. That was my favorite part of the Rumble, obviously.
3: No arguments here. I'm not saying it wasn't
2: awesome. I just think it's funny that some of us, namely Pat, would find it more awesome than others would. I,
0: I just, I would think it's hilarious. Did you hear a terrible reaction behind you about Two Rows when that happened? We're, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. All
2: right. <laughs> uh, number five. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh,
5: Zane. here we go. These are my faves.
2: Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had a contract signing, and they barely said anything and yet said everything. Just the fact that Owens was like. I'm not doing this unless it's a title match. And then just sat there and waited until he got
0: his way. What about the uh, the stewing of William Regal showing that he had no control of his own show?
2: <laughs> well, that's common idiosyncrasy in general managers. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but he, but he was he, like, just... reeled it up by like, well, okay, I'll cross off the non part and then you guys have to initial it because it's a change in the final document. Which is exactly how you do official documents. Yeah, which is what you'd have to do IRLs, which was freaking a great added thing.
2: <laughs> My favorite part was when he just flicked the pen in Sammy's face and just walked off like a prick. <laughs> Good stuff, and that match is going to be awesome. <clears throat> I have a feeling we're going to get a fuck finish out of it, and they're not just going to up and put the title on Owens
1: right away. Not to mention they have a number one contenders tournament happening at the same time, which will end in time for the... Or actually will end right at that show, I guess, maybe. Yeah,
0: and then Breeze is also looking at the winner of that number one contender, so right. we might even see something happening there. Which which was going to be Baron Corbin, just to make Pat
2: happy. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> bike, 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 b
1: biker the gay biker. Oh, my God. He's the lone wolf, a trad- not the- <laughs> Which is trademark of gay wolf entertainment.
0: Yeah! I read that days ago from you, and now it's come to fruition. Yes! Yes! Uh... <laughs> He's still not
2: my least favorite thing on NXT, but then again, my least favorite thing on NXT. Hasn't been on in three months. Hasn't been on in three months, because he don't just get hurt, he stays hurt.
5: (laughs) Uh, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Hurt!
2: What appropriate theme song music. All right, number four. (laughs) <laughs> we, I guess that uh, that cancel network trend really worked out well because they got one million subscribers this week. Uh, a little bit later than their goal, because it's almost been a year since the network launched, and they wanted that in six months.
0: Yeah, uh, I bet two things on that. By the way, one is most of the people hashtag and cancel WWE are people who didn't even pay nine ninety nine and stole the pay per view streaming somewhere online. And I think some of the other people are like. I'm gonna cancel to show how mad I am, and they're like, "Tomorrow night after RAW, we premiere WWE 24." They're
1: like, oh shit, I have to see that! I'm gonna sign back up now. <laughs> that uh, dead H- kid is gonna be featured.
2: Triple H on the podcast. Oh my god, I have to see this.
0: Ugh, now I can't watch NXT. Ugh. I'm canceling my mom's $9.99. <laughs> I canceled
1: oh. O'Melia's <laughs> $9.99. <laughs> yeah. I can cancel it any
3: time I want by was, changing the
1: password. Was
0: hashtag cancel O'Meally's 999 trending?
3: You <laughs> can get it trending. In what house it was. <laughs> at, at Twitter's account of at HH2
2: News, it was trending. <laughs> but that was about it. Oh, Twitters. All right, y'all. Uh, we're at the top three now. Uh, number three. We might get Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania 31, and that's awesome. Because that will be the best match on the card, provided they let it have time. And it'll be the curtain jerker. Well, it's already rumored to be the curtain jerker. But still, let's also
0: consider this. Hold on. Daniel Bryan opening a WrestleMania against a capable opponent. I recall that happening twice, one time it was taken off WrestleMania and the other time it was 18 seconds.
2: <laughs> it was the same opponent
0: too. Yes.
2: Well, the rumored match we were supposed to get was Brian Sheamus 3. <laughs> Why are
0: they
3: trying to make that a thing? Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Because it was so good the first two times? <laughs> it was good
5: enough for the pre-show. Th- this time it's actually in the mid-card. Brian
0: Seamus 3. This time,
2: it's on third.
3: (laughs) And then we need two more
0: years of it, obviously.
3: Of course. It's the only way that works. The rice in a lifetime. But
0: but the fifth one will be ref by Big E.
1: I'm still waiting for the two two more Austin Rocks. Oh, man, it's got to (laughs) happen. Of course.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, Number two... Bray Wyatt was your Royal Rumble MVP. He had the best showing in the match. He had the longest time. And he had the best storyline integration in that match. Especially because his his thing went a little something like this. I come out at number five. I tease what I'm going to do to my former brother. Um, Curtis Axel gets screwed, who he claims actually won the match, by the way. And he wants his WrestleMania moment. Well,
1: he didn't lose the match.
2: <laughs> yep. So uh, Eric Rowan enters, and then Wyatt's like, nope, I'm going to eliminate everyone. Then he has an, a weird-out session with the Boogeyman, which Pat called last week, yeah. and I don't know how yeah. you did that. You're just like, wouldn't that be everybody. awesome if the Boogeyman came back? Like, the most unlikely thing ever, and then I hear, <laughs> I'm the Boogeyman.
0: <laughs> I want to hear the reaction you heard from two rows behind you after that. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, I heard... Okay. You know what? I'll I'll get my first reaction out here. I heard Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Really? <laughs> uh, and then I think he like angrily sat down in protest.
0: Crossed his arms. Uh and I don't see mean, you guys insurance. were by the you guys were by the rampway, right? Yeah. Did he go fuck you, Antonio? <laughs> Before he crawled in the ring, I don't know. He was a few rows
2: back, and he did do something by that
0: portion of the crowd, so that might have been. Because then my entire prediction for Boogeyman would have come true. <laughs>
2: um, the weird out session happened. Then he faced the kind of kind of main roster guy, Sin Cara. Then he cut the promo. Then Zack Ryder's like, "Woo woo woo, I'm back. Woo woo woo, I'm gone." <laughs> And then Daniel Bryan answered the call, and they had an awesome match. And then uh, the Philly crowd's air was sucked out of it, but we'll get to that in a minute. Number one, my favorite thing that happened this week in wrestling. Seth Rollins was made. Seth Rollins was made Sunday night. He hung with Brock Lesnar and John Cena, and he looked amazing.
3: Yes, he did.
2: And he shut up. Well, not there's still gay. some ignorant people. <laughs> there's still some ignorant people who are like, he's still the weak link. Uh no, he's not, and you're an
0: idiot.
1: The shield hasn't existed in like eight months. There's no weak link of the shield
3: anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guess what? The first Brock Lesnar John Cena match was awesome. The second one was so so. This one I think even though the first one was a lopsided match, this one blew them both out of the water.
1: And it is our 4th match up for match of the year in the 2015...
0: <laughs> in, in, what, 30 days? Less yeah, than 30 yeah. days?
1: The other 3 happened at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom 9.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when people ask me about what I thought about the Rumble, and they usually say so in a disappointed tone, I say, that triple threat match, doe. Because that match was worth every penny of of that month of WWE Network. Easily,
1: without that a doubt, was worth ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> match was uh,
2: incredibly over with the live Philly crowd. By the way, incredibly over
1: when Brock died and then rose again on the third day.
2: Oi, oi, oi! All right, y'all. So here is my live Royal Rumble review. From the Philly crowd. First off, I got to talk about um, how awesome the show was as a whole, and we can debate about what happened, what might have, what we didn't like, what was booked wrong. But the bottom line is, being there live, I had a great time, top to bottom. I got a chair, so now I can sit on Brock Lesnar's face anytime I want,
0: and John Cena's face, just like Nikki Bella. Oh, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> You're like that's such a- no. No, I, I can't. Anyway, um, at least Alex Alex Riley's not on that chair because you know what he'd say right. Say it to his face. Sit right on my face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Funny story. Sweet. Apparently, oh. he was he was dressed and ready to go for the Royal Rumble, and then wasn't used, which might have been the best booking decision of that
0: entire match for for the match. <laughs> oh, he, he
5: yeah, for the Rumble. Rumble?
1: You See, and the, what pre-show, I thought was, the pre-show was awesome, because yeah. they had frickin' uh, they had Byron Corey and they Corey had, Yeah,
0: Mr. Promotion, who, they're like, he's the new NXT commentator. This week, nope, Raw pre-show host and pay-per-view analyst. <laughs> 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 and Alex, I think, wasn't Alex Riley on NXT this week as a commentator? Yes. Did they do a yes. switcheroo already?
2: Yeah, but he, they, they taped this one in advance, so... This is before Alex Riley-gate, or whatever he's probably calling it. There's not a
0: Corey Graves-gate? He's been pushed to the top of the commentary ladder already! No, he's not.
2: No, he's inferior because he's on NXT. (laughs)
1: Duh. Also, Corey um, Graves has been doing this for a month, and he's already fucking (laughs) ten times better than you, asshole. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
5: Asshole.
2: Uh, the other fun moment about the Royal Rumble was that my wife got everything she could have ever wanted out of a wrestling show. She got to do the whole Road Dogg speech, which was one of her favorites from back in the 90s. Oh, she I didn't got, know. She got to do the Uso dance, which was one of her favorite things to watch. She got to see four of the girls she loves on Total Divas. She got to see John Cena, who she does like.
0: Wait, wait. And, did you do the Uso dance as well? Of course. Are you both able to say that you're both Samoan? Because you're not.
2: No, we're definitely not. <laughs> okay. Um, as she said, she enjoyed she enjoyed Seth Rollins, John Cena, and Meatball Head's match. She repeated, <laughs> repeatedly called Brock Lesnar, and then she got the entire "What's Up" song, which she absolutely loves and affectionately calls our truth the "What's Up" guy. And then she got to see her favorite Zack Ryder as a surprise entrance. So she got everything she could have wanted, except for her comments that that guy I didn't want to win won, and that sucked. <laughs> that was my favorite
0: part of that. Um, She's supposed to make him look strong. She can't say stuff like pretty that. Pretty
1: much sums up the Royal Rumble altogether. So end <laughs> of segment. <laughs> yeah. Well. <clears throat>
2: Uh, First of all, I gotta say that I thought we were on a really good track with the pre show because Tyson Kidd and Cesaro went over.
0: Oh, you mean the Brass Ring Club? Yes.
2: And the Rosebuds were just kind of like chilling
0: right next to us the whole time. What was with Hollywood Hulk Roskin, by the way? (laughs) Hollywood Hulk Roskin? Wow. Yeah, he had the the Hollywood trunks and the boas.
2: (laughs) Don't be a lemon. Oh, that was another thing that Shannon yelled when he was coming back from the Rumble. She's like, don't be a lemon, be a rosebud, and he ignored us. What a jerk. Um,
0: yeah, hasn't been and Antonio's like, long don't be a rosebud, be a lemon, man, to Rosebud. It's like when
1: Monty <laughs> went to a Chikara show and chanted Chain Storm at Stigma. <laughs> He'd completely changed character like six months before, yet this fucker's still <laughs> chanting his old name at him. Of course, he's chain storm again now, and, and works for you guys at GS Dubs. It's he like does. those losers who are like Husky
0: Harris, L O L O L.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of that, but we'll get to that. Uh, first of all, Philly crowd chanted "New Day sucks a lot" and popped poor, for poor everything. Guys. Everything Cesaro and Tyson Kidd did, they popped for. There was like there was like the typical little Natty's husband thing that they got out, but the. <laughs> the main part was they were really into Kid, and when they won, there was a huge ovation. Um, naturally, Road Dog and Billy Gunn were over, because they also came out wearing the Philly Fanatic stuff, and uh, the Ro- Road Dog chant, big time, ascension, kind of, but not really. Although Connor did acknowledge our section because all the guys around me were screaming at him. and He was doing like that little heel stare thing where I'm supposed to be scary, but I'm really not.
0: I'm intimidating because I'm just staring.
2: <laughs> yeah, that.
0: penance and stare.
2: Um, decent reaction to their win because it was kind of predictable. Oh, of course I got to point this out. Uh, one, one thing that did leak over from the pre-show was I heard a very long diatribe about how much Big E sucks and now he's the worst thing to come out of developmental, and he's awful, and... I, I tuned it out at that point.
0: Ugh! I that also was need to, to you, p- or that was to a group of people that were... To whoever, to whoever may have possibly been listening. Oh, I gotta
2: tell you that part! So when we got to our seats, he's already there, with his stupid fake title belt, and sh- Shannon's first reaction is, wow, he even looks like a scumbag. <laughs> He isn't well, wrong. No, well, you know it's a- accurate. Description is accurate. Of course, he introduces himself. He's like, "So this is your wife. Hi, nice to meet you." And she's like, "Hello," and like just doesn't give a shit. You know,
0: I could marry her if you weren't already married to her.
2: <laughs> I would, but I'm waiting for Pat's ex to get a divorce
0: <laughs> and to pump out her baby. Um, <clears throat> like, of that baby in like six months and leave it in a trash can.
2: Well, here's the thing. I politely say hi, and like I look at his friends, and I look back at him, and I look at his friends. I like, so you're not gonna introduce me to your friends, are you? You're an ass. Oh, forget it. Oh, hey, these are my friends. Oh, apparently they're not because you don't give a shit to introduce them.
0: But hey, oh, you that's mean, okay. He didn't say these are my friends, and you heard nah, 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 over the loudspeaker. <laughs> this is Ross and Chandler and Joey. <laughs> See, that's funny because it's a reference to friends. No, I really don't get that. Ugh, what are you talking about? I don't have friends like that. We went to the Central Perk before we came here. <laughs> You're um, Philly.
2: That's a New only, York pun, isn't it? The only actual interaction we ended up having was when we discussed... How the pyros were going to sound from being oh right next God. to them, and he goes, Ugh, it's gonna like melt my face off." LOL, and then Shannon just goes, "I really hope it does," and turns around. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I'll continue my review and tell you the next thing that leaked through. We get the tag title match next. Uh, Miz gets the heat. Miz now oh, well, super by the over. Way,
0: before we move on from that match, Ascension totally buried, right? Oh totally yeah, buried. totally buried. Okay. Totally bared. Okay, moving on.
2: Even though they had a competitive match and went over, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, Miz and Mizdow come out, Usos do their thing. Usos are over. Obviously, people like Mizdow, but they still like the Usos, so it's just typical reaction. But as I'm watching the match, I hear behind me, and, and this is exactly how it sounded, Oh, it's the stupidest fucking thing ever! Oh, I can't stand it! The dance? No, Mizdow. Oh, Mizdow. <laughs> <laughs> but then... He 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 told me that was his favorite match of the night because those four guys work so well together. Well, apparently <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever, but apparently it works well. I so. can't stand it. He's having fun.
3: <laughs> Let's consider the source.
2: <laughs> He's getting over. Ugh.
1: God damn! Like, there's a guy. There's security. There's a guy over there. It's being what, was... extremely vulgar.
0: Did you listen? (laughs) Yeah, is that the Big Show cursing? He tends to curse a lot. Um, No, did he happen to chant, We want Miz now, when the crowd was chanting, We want Miz now, Were were you able to hear the difference? I'm pretty
2: sure I heard him in the middle of that diatribe, but I immediately tuned it back out.
1: I was chanting, I want want Miz now. (laughs) I was chanting,
2: I want
0: Miz now. Which which his logic is the silliest thing I've ever heard, because that's when Miz is tagging out, and he's like, I I chant, we want Miz now, so he can tag out and rest on the ring apron. But if you want him now, then he's on the ring apron. That makes no sense at all. You're Uh, an idiot. Oh, and he liked that Hans Molman meme, even though he hates the Simpsons. LOL, that's funny.
2: You don't even get it, you... Anyway. (laughs) Um, Divas matches next. Everybody's actually pretty over with the Philly crowd, believe it or not. Um, when Brie screamed, Bree mode, obviously everyone's like, she's getting drunk, hello. Oh, no one was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 <laughs> No, because that theme is dead now, so... <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I did hear this, uh, Nikki's so much hotter than Bree. That did see through. Of course you through. heard that. And I also heard lots of cheering for Paige, even though he used to hate Paige. But now he Ugh, loves her.
0: She's as pale and attractive as Sheamus. Uh, she, uh,
2: she makes she Oh my god, she makes Sheamus look like Mark Henry. LOLOLOLOL. LOL, LOL, LOL. He said that one more times than I care to admit. Ugh. So there was that. Um, typical diva fanfare, but he's over. At this point... I don't really have much more to say about him, because the triple threat drowned out anything I could have heard from two rows behind right. me, let alone B-row behind me.
0: Why would you even bother listening to whatever yeah. he was saying at that point? Because that match was tremendous. And I imagine live it was awesome, too. Oh, it yeah. Was actually-
2: I actually re-watch- I rewatched it on Raw when they showed the replay. The crowd did not translate that well. They were way, way
0: more cheering. I don't when feel on. it ever does. I feel now, no the- crowd noise ever translates, except um, for the jersey Raw. <laughs>
2: Yeah, everybody chanting John Cena sucks to his music. John Cena sucks. I mean, that was amusing. I enjoyed Lesnar, that. Yeah, Lesnar and Rollins are super over. Jane j Security was over. In fact, as they were walking by for, the intro, for Rollins' intro, the guy right in front of me yelled, Jamie Noble, boy! And you just see Noble get the slightest smirk on his face. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to acknowledge it, but he thought it was funny. So that was cool. Um, Again, that match was super over, everything got positively reacted to, the Phoenix Splash got a huge ovation, especially because Lesnar jumped right back in and suplexed him, and everyone was on their feet at that point.
0: What I like too, uh, and this goes into a little bit of the Raw interviews, when Michael Cole's talking to him, he's like, and when you went for that corkscrew moonsault, a move which you'd never seen before in WWE, he's like, let me stop you right there, Michael. It's actually called a Phoenix Splash. Yes, that's what that move is called. It's called a Phoenix Splash. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <That was>
0: awesome. <laughs> um, but, dude, that that match, everybody looked good, and Brock Lesnar looked like an animal. I mean, he, he kicked out of two curb stomps and a, a bridging attitude adjustment. A right, triple the- <laughs> bridging attitude adjustment.
2: <clears throat> and they're selling him as having broken ribs now, so now you can say he won the match with broken ribs.
0: Now you can say Roman's going to look real strong breaking them ribs with a spear. Oh, yeah.
2: So that was super over. And then, of course, the rumble happened. And I'm just... I'm thinking about this in retrospect, but I imagine that, that exactly what I said on the board like a week or so ago is exactly what happened. Everybody back... They went backstage they're like, all right, all 29 of you, go out there and have a great Royal Rumble, but make sure you make Roman look real strong.
0: Okay. Real talk. Do you want to talk about anything in the Rumble before we talk about the very few <clears throat> last people?
2: No, let's... This is what I'm going to say about the Royal Rumble.
0: And I'm just going to get my point out there
2: because I can tell you how much the fans reacted. Personally, I am more than okay... With Roman Reigns being the Royal Rumble winner, I am not okay with how it was booked.
0: I, I think okay, the outline of the Royal Rumble special uh, special entrance, all good. The booking okay. of the Rumble itself, fucking terrible.
2: Yeah. The, like, the Brian early elimination was done purposely to be a shock value thing, and of course there are some idiots on the board, and I won't mention who, who are like, you're supposed to want surprises in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You're supposed to want but, surprises that benefit the
0: match. But I blinked and he was gone. Like, literally, I missed his elimination.
2: Yeah. Because he came out 10th and he got eliminated when Rusev came out, and that was 15th. So he was yeah. only in there for
0: five spots. Um, but if you... See, if this were the mid '80s, the finish would have been fine. Two huge monsters. Who's gonna eliminate them? But they, the, the end of this rumble did no favors to anyone but Roman. The Dolph Ziggler, the guy who, the whole storyline going in this Dolph Ziggler got ragdolled out. Right. The whole point of this pay-per-view was these three guys just got their job back. They're gonna be huge in a rumble. Oh wait, no. One's not even in, so he takes someone else's spot. But <clears> Ryback <throat> got tossed out by those guys freaking yeah. Ziggler got ragdolled out, like you said, and then Ambr- Ambrose, the last sliver of hope in the Royal Rumble, is in there with yeah. Kane, Big Show, and Roman. And I said, oh shit, because yeah. I knew I talked about on the last show, I said, Roman's big moment is eliminating both of those guys at the same time. Oh shit, they're the last two guys. <laughs> yeah, it was a finish.
2: Um, <clears throat> from the Philly crowd perspective, the Brian thing sucked the air right out of the place. People were pissed. But there was still that sliver of hope for Ambrose and Ziggler. When Ziggler went out, everyone was really, really upset. But when and then they were booing the crap out of that final part, even though Ambrose was in it, they were just pissed. Mostly and I think honestly, a lot of it was Kane and Big Show because nobody wanted that. Well But again
0: I gotta wonder, since you were in the arena, were people leaving when either Daniel Bryan or Dolph Ziggler got eliminated? Like no. was there a harried rush of any sort?
2: No, there really wasn't, but there was a five-minute bullshit chant after Ambrose went out, because that's when everybody realized it was going to be Roman. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, and there was also a really loud We Want Refund chant that I don't know if that one translated as well as the bullshit chant, but I know the bullshit chant translated, because I, I
0: went know, back and watched that. I try to be positive about wrestling for the most part. And yes, the triple threat was great. And like I said, I put over a lot of stuff in the Rumble and on this pay-per-view but the ending was insulting to everyone's intelligence.
2: You know how bad it was? <clears throat> when people realized Rusev
0: was still in the match, they were cheering for him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When there's that's how bad that You know, but there's something wrong. Yeah, that's there was the definitely
0: only, something wrong there. That's the only reason Roman got cheered last year, is because no one wanted Batista to win.
2: Right, and it's funny because people are like, well, everybody cheered for him last year, so why does this year make a difference? They weren't cheering for Roman. They were cheering against Anyone Batista. but Batista. Right, that's the difference. And now here's here's my problem with everything overall. Now that they've done this two years in a row, hell, even three with the Cena win, like next year, people are not going to be hyped for the Royal Rumble. They're just not. They're, the pay per view concept is going to falter because they're just ignoring ignoring what the like, fans want.
0: It's almost like um, money in the bank has kind of taken the role of of a cool um, ending. Except for your John Cena won and then lost, um, but it seems like like Seth Rollins has got a lot more wing Money in the Bank than Roman Reigns will get from winning the Royal Rumble, right? And I also think that I've never heard. I first yeah, you could hear the booze; they were audible, but I've never heard more of a fucking disturbing silence than when Roman pointed to the sign. The pyros went off to complete silence in the arena. Yeah, it was and the bad. Rock.
2: The Rock. <laughs> the rock People what were the not, fuck? yeah. People popped for him when he came out, and they popped for all of his moves and everything. But after that, it was the honeymoon was over, and it's just like, well, that was cool. Thanks for the rock, but Roman's still here, so they are not Im- happy.
0: That image of him though, where he's like presenting Roman Reigns to you, and he it, looks the, the, pissed off. Yeah, the look on his face is, why are you guys? Why are you doing this? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and
2: the thing is. I think people would have been less pissed if they got a better ending. If Roman decisively eliminated, like, Ambrose as the last guy, people would have been, like, people would have been mad, but I don't think they would have been that mad.
0: No, this was insulting. Just Big Show and Kane, really? Like, they stood a chance? Like yeah, and ran... every everybody knew
2: they didn't stand a chance. Like
0: like Kane was going to rain, main event WrestleMania in his freaking dress pants. That was going to be the gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Uh yep, the corporation's um, taken over. Now, here's a question for you too for since you saw the Royal Rumble, did they air the fallout interviews that went on backstage for you on TitanTron No, they did not. And that's okay. what was
2: kind of stupid because like when we were leaving, they had those four guys were sitting there at their analyst table, and we all had to walk by them because anybody with a chair had to go out a certain a certain entrance so they could, like, mark your ticket and make sure you weren't stealing chairs or whatever. And I was walking out right next to Rick the Sign Guy who people were taking pictures with, and I was like, fuck that guy.
0: Let me tell you what, you're actually lucky you didn't get it. Did, ha- did you happen to watch it at another time, the Fallout videos? No. Because it was, again, another insulting thing happens because The Rock comes up to boy number whatever his name is backstage and he's like Rock what do you think about Roman Reigns Royal Rumble win and Roman's right behind him and Roman is acting like fucking yeah that's right the Rock's on my team like all he could do was just laugh uncomfortably as the Rock tore apart this poor little um new announcer on camera he's like yeah that's right yeah that's right the entire time it was (laughs) terrible and he, I'm and then, glad
4: you mentioned that, because that was so fucking uncomfortable. And, I'm sitting there watching this with a guy that hasn't watched wrestling since, like, the mid-90s. And he's like, "Why's The Rock being mean to that guy?
0: Yeah, the Rock's or, like, are they going to hold his ass? Yeah, The Rock's like, it was you know, The Rock should be fired. And then Roman's like, hee in the background. Like, Roman's just, like, chattering schoolgirl.
4: It was fucking stupid.
2: Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see that. Um, I will say this, though. Renee Young, in person,
5: super hot. (laughs) I'd say like a
2: six, maybe. All right, the very last thing that he said to to me was after the show was over, he goes, I think this crowd was worse than last year. And I'm like, dude, there's no way you're wrong. This crowd was way worse than last year. And I grabbed my chair and left, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to him. Because if I'm with him while we're walking out, he's gonna complain the whole time, and I'm gonna be miserable. <laughs> you, you, you were like you Rollins could just hit on him Raw. With your chair. <laughs> no, it's padded. It wouldn't have done anything. Damn it. uh, I re- it's it's padding on padding, man.
0: You, you should, dude. You should have been like Rollins on Raw when Brock was sitting in a chair, and you just flip it over and leave. That would <laughs> that be amazing. Been, that would have been amazing. Yeah, it was worse than last year. Flip, exit. Oh God.
2: All right, so um, let's go. Cool. We're gonna go. We're gonna go around the table now. Overall thoughts on the Royal Rumble as a whole, Jeff.
3: I liked it. I don't know why everyone says it's the worst Rumble ever. Yeah, the ending sucked, but it could have been worse. Kane could have won.
2: <laughs> You're right. It could have been worse. Big Show was was in there. <laughs> All right, Melissa.
4: I liked it overall. I mean, yeah, the, the Rumble was kind of a letdown, but. I I don't know many people that went into the Rumble thinking anyone but Roman was going to win, you know, honestly. Um, It's going
2: to be Sheamus.
4: (laughs) Wish Daniel Bryan and Ziggler had been in there longer, but everything before that I thought was really great. The pre-show match and then the championship match were fucking amazing. And everything else in between was really, really good. I, I liked it.
2: Oh, real quick. Um, uh, more deafening silence when Biggie came out. That was deafening silence for his Rumble entry. It's a new day, yes, it is. Oh, and Kofi is no longer over because nobody cared about him in the Rumble at all. In fact, his Rosebud spot was just kind of like, eh. I guess
0: he's out of ideas. His Rumble, no
3: save ever.
0: Okay, his Rosebud spot was shitty because it it was not a good Kofi spot, and it killed the Adam Rose spot I wanted to see. Which was him getting tossed <laughs> over and then held up by them every time.
2: <laughs> because they did
0: it for Kofi and then let him get eliminated? Yeah. And they're
2: like, oh, I guess we can't be at ringside anymore. Whoa! Well, uh uh Alright,
1: Dan. Alright, here's a stat for you. Only nine people made eliminations during the Royal Rumble. Oh, God, really? Jesus. And, and th- who- three people eliminated six people each. Wow. Wow. Those people being, I believe it's Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns. I didn't realize Ambrose got that many eliminations. I think it was Ambrose. Yeah. No, he came in there Austin style, which is like, during that match, like he's the new Austin. That's what he is. Uh, oh,
2: or how Titus O'Neil was supposed to be the new Santino.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, but he was too far away from the rope. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyway. Oh, I, so when he, when that happened, this really angry guy in my section was screaming, "Look at that, Roman! You fucked up! You can't even do the fucking spot right! Fuck you!" lol! It was <laughs> Titus's fault. Yeah, it was all Titus and not Roman. But okay. And then I, oh, and when Roman had color. Look, he's fucking bleeding. What a fucking asshole! Uh, that's it. He's done. Get him out, cause he's fucking bleeding. You can't even fucking do it. Oh, this guy was pissed. That's funny. That was, that was actually man, funny. Man,
1: that's crazy. No,
2: this this was really really angry, man. Right. And Pat.
1: No, I have I have brilliant analysis still to go. Oh, oh, really? All right, yeah, Alex. Yeah, take I'm a, hold it. up.
0: I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs>
1: This Royal Rumble match was booked very much similar to the Extreme Elimination Chamber from December to Dismember in 2006. Please tell us how! Now, children, you might not remember, but uh, a little more than eight years ago, there was this uh, shit show called December to Dismember. uh, The main event, of course, for the ECW Championship, Extreme Elimination Chamber, everyone had a weapon, supposedly. Anyway, in this match was Rob Van Dam, CM Punk, Bobby L. Bobby Lashley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Test. Wait, wait, the great Bobby Lashley? Uh, Bobby d- Lindsay.
1: Uh, uh, the destroyer of worlds. The Eater of worlds. Test and uh, Hardcore Holly. As you can tell... Uh, oh, I didn't say Big Show. Big Show. Let's, let's export this a bit. And do you know what they did? They eliminated CM Punk and RVD relatively early in the match. Like, within the first 10-15 minutes. Which left you with... Bobby Lashley. So, which left you
0: with... No ECW people. Not the new ECW person they were trying to build, either. Just WWE guys. We have...
1: Our only hope
2: was Bobby Lindsay... Have you ever read the WrestleCrap induction of December to December, where they would put up something like, and here comes here comes Kevin Thorne, the vampire named Kevin, and then they would just write, EC Dove in all caps?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> or then it would be like, Oh, and next on the list is Matt Stryker, EC Dove, EC Dub.
0: Save us, God. Bobby. You are only hope. Uh, and so we
1: we we had! To root for Booby Lindsay. <laughs> we loved
2: Bobby. No, we did not.
1: I, I liked I Bobby I... Lashley until about right then when it when it was like we need one more guy for the Elimination Chamber. Uh do it! I'll oh, I thought lo-
0: I couldn't tell if the interviewer or that was Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I liked I liked Bobby Lashley when he did the Simon Dean spot where he was the, all the Oh, that was the best. That was where Bobby Lashley's career basically hit its zenith. That's where it peaked? Yes.
2: It was like his third ever Smackdown
0: 2. Ample goes bitch.
2: Um, yeah. I never liked Bobby Lashley but I officially gave up on him when he cut that awful TNA promo where he's like I have nothing to say and then dropped the microphone. <laughs> and
1: then left TNA for like six years. <laughs> Why? I know he's a world champ.
2: Uh, all right, and uh, uh, Dan, does that conclude your analysis?
1: I know, and, d- and isn't that like the most expert analysis of all time? I'm fucking. It jealous. really is,
0: and that leaves us with Patrick. Okay, so again, surprise entrance, awesome.
1: Bang! They were all, they were all in the first half of the of the match, though, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh,
1: though, 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 three,
0: three, seven, nine, and fourteen. The card leading up to the Rumble, pretty good. The title match, one of the best in a long, long time. Fuck, even the Divas match was really good because they gave them time. Yeah, you have a lot of time on a show like the Rumble. But that title match, I I have a, a fear that it's going to be overlooked because of the shitty Rumble that followed. Because I just think it was not well booked, it was certainly not well executed... Especially after they gave us this great opening video where they had about eight people that could feasibly win the Royal Rumble all give their thoughts and I said, Oh wow, this isn't like centered around Roman. Like the year Benoit won, or the year one, it was centered around him. Um, but it wasn't centered around Roman Reigns. I said, Oh good, maybe they're gonna actually go another direction.
1: Also, nope. so did
2: you hear did you hear the booze when they put him on the trump?
1: Nope, they completely <laughs> cut the the crowd out of all the promos. No oh, crowd, no that was yeah. probably a smart
2: move because there was booze like crazy and Roman sucks chance going all over the place.
0: <laughs> so, um, and with the finish being so insulting to anyone's intelligence, I say that title match was amazing. The special entrance I'd watch for, and then turn off the end of the rumble because you know what's going to happen. The difference showmanship showmanship big showmanship
1: all yes. right oh and and and
0: and one more insulting spot in that rumble when have big show and kane they always go for this double choke slam spot you it's physically impossible for one of you to lift the other while your arm is around or your hands around the other person's neck it's never going to work ever stop it it's silly god damn all right all right. Um, so I've crystallized my thoughts for you. All right. So,
2: not not to spend forever on reviews for this week, but let's. Um, is there any highlights about RAW that you want to talk about from the uh, the Snowden edition where they put JBL on the roof, which I thought was hilarious. I'm putting my life on the line
0: up here. <laughs> what?
2: With, like, the little flurry coming down
0: on him. (laughs) He's drawing, like, a... He had the little weather panel. He's drawing a big sunshine. Um, Here's what everything's happening. In Tahiti. (laughs) I thought this was an awesome version of Raw as far as progressing storylines, and they did a better job than when they have an in-arena episode, usually. Uh, So, as far as setting the groundwork for WrestleMania, they did an awesome job. They, uh... I love the thing they did with Seth Rollins where I, that you should have done to Antonio, where he pushed down the chair, but that was great. And Roman had like two interviews during the show, one in a blue room and one in a red room because they had to make him look strong. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the interview with Brock Lesnar, as per usual, Paul Heyman did so much to build up Roman Reigns' heritage that you didn't even know existed until now. Oh, FYI, not really even related to The Rock. Um, but I thought it was Paul Heyman building a feud again, and then when, uh, it was time for him to answer, Roman says, well, I'd rather answer right to Brock Lesnar's face. I thought that was all really good, and I think they did a nice job of taking something that was so negative the night before and going, we are going to move forward with this, but we're going to try to make it interesting. I think
2: they're going to do a good job building this match. I just, I'm worried about the overall execution and the crowd response. I just, and
1: they're they're putting it putting Roman versus Brock over so hard that it's making me think that Seth's gonna cash in before Mania and be in the match instead of Brock. But then that makes me think that they'll obviously just keep it being Roman versus Brock. If I'm thinking that, so <laughs> yeah. I was
3: thinking the same thing as well. Yeah, I guess because just...
1: like as soon as he won the the Roman match, they're like, oh, he's gonna face Brock.
0: But here's the question that I I um. I asked someone this week, I forget who, but I, I think this has a little room for discussion. Does Roman Reigns, who's had two singles matches on pay-per-view, maybe, since The Shield broke up, one with Randy Orton, and I think maybe one more?
1: Yeah, because that one was that four-way for the vacant title, right? Right. D- does, he, I mean, does he feel at all to
0: the level of a guy who could take on Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, mind you, a guy who just kicked out of two curb stomps and three attitude adjustments and freaking being put through an announce table and still held on to the championship. How does how does Roman Reigns look look that strong. I'm sorry. He, he
1: punches him in the face five times.
0: Oh. Biggie Bigy in spears him in half. I I don't and Brock Lesnar would kick out if he were speared in half. Of
1: course He's he would. He's got to spear him in half onto the steel steps.
0: Onto the steel steps, of course, that's and the through only the announce way you can table. beat
1: Brock Lesnar is putting him into the steel steps.
2: <laughs> They're gonna have another steel steps match at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah.
2: It was He's such a success out. the first oh. time.
0: <laughs> and 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 that's another thing that um doesn't make a lot of sense. Like it took Roman a long time to eliminate Kane and the Big Show. Meanwhile, Brock Lesnar walked out on Raw and he was like, f 5 you motherfucker, f 5 you motherfucker. Like, in two seconds, he f 5 the Big Show who took a back bump and Kane. Those two guys that gave Roman Reigns trouble getting eliminated from the Rumble. So it just doesn't feel like, as much as they're trying to make Roman look strong, he don't look as strong as the champion.
2: <laughs> or maybe that's the point, to make Brock look so strong, so when Roman
0: So he's him. the definition of underdog.
1: <laughs> so yeah, Roman can be the underdog that wins every match
0: in updated version of Merriam Webster's <laughs> <laughs> When you look under the term underdog you find a picture of Rome Reigns. Baby oh and girl. I like
2: how we left we left yeah. Philly at, We left
0: Philly at six AM on Monday to avoid
2: the incoming snowstorm. <laughs> I forgot, I think it was you Pat that was like so it's Roman snows now, right? Oh, some, that, some, I don't think that was me. <laughs> so, no, I'm pretty sure somebody made a garbage pun like that, but I still laughed anyway, because I'm like,
5: oh, God.
0: <laughs> oh, and the other thing from the tape Raw, um, not taped Raw, but the uh, in-studio Raw, Dean Ambrose, that was awesome. <laughs> He's like, he walked all the way from Hartford to the studios.
1: It's not that far. Well, he had a good
0: promo, though.
3: <laughs> I absolutely loved as he Walked Away. He goes, y'all got any posters of me I can stare at? <laughs>
0: Yeah. But and he's talking about how he hitched a he has like this epic tale to how he got there. That's such an old school promo technique. Guy is good.
2: He is. He's the future.
0: Not good
5: enough. <laughs> he's
0: I mean, he's good. He's not Roman good, but he's good. Now I, and I also heard uh, this idea that's circulating around the internet that Rome. he said, you know. Roman is the next big thing, much like Brock was years ago. Do you think there's any thought to the fact that Paul Heyman screws over Brock Lesnar and starts managing Roman Reigns as a heel He needs to after do it Mania?
1: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me, That would
2: make
0: me really like Roman Reigns. Mania no shit. Too late. <laughs> Brock's already a face, though. I mean, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, Brock, yeah. Brock was a heel at one point? <laughs>
0: Let's see, he fought Triple H, uh, John Cena. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been uh, face most of that time. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Alright, is there anything that happened on SmackDown that anybody wants to talk about? Because I only have two things I want to address. The casket match? Uh, The casket match, which was good, but, you know, it's... It doesn't matter much match. when
0: you're facing a guy in dress pants in a casket y- match.
2: Yeah, it, it, it just it didn't it didn't it didn't feel as good
0: as it could have. Uh, it the other thing Q I want to address.
4: Me.
2: The other thing I want to address is I'm actually really happy we're not maybe okay we're not getting Taker Sting like a lot of people wanted, but I think it's really cool that we are getting a Sting match, and Triple H is like I'm gonna deal with this problem, uh, and then he no. also said. And I'm gonna make an announcement that's gonna shake the universe, which is probably gonna be something
5: very positive about Roman Reigns that won't shake anything. This sting, let's do this. Sting, let's do it. It's gonna be me and Brock Lesnar versus Sting and Roman Reigns at Fastlane.
1: <laughs> oh, he forgot the room, 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 vroom, 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 God... <laughs> he had a fourth room. That's
0: great. <laughs> well, it's free this month, so they're adding an extra room. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> Ugh, he's too fast, too furious. God. All right. Um, did
0: anything else happen on NXT you'd like to discuss? Oh wait! On SmackDown, the the only thing I want to add to that is—is is this really the end of the Kane and Brian thing? Because they built it so much as the end. Finally, can it be over now?
3: Please, oh God, I
4: hope so.
1: Jesus, can it ever be over? <laughs> How Dems many times lifetime? have we
3: seen them fight? It's ridiculous. Yep,
1: they fight and fight. They fight, and fight, and fight. <laughs> I have nothing else for NXT, but I do have one note from the Luchas.
2: Oh yes, I watched Lucha for the first time this week, and I really, really liked it. I really like the um, the film technique they use for the uh, Dario Cueto segments, where it's like it's actually Robert shot Rodriguez. like a yes, shot like a gritty film. And that Savannah girl that used to be the announcer—I don't know what she's doing, but she's already more over in that one segment than she was the entire time she was working for WWE.
1: And you like Dario Cueto? I do. Why do you not? <laughs> I, I, I do. I'm just. It was something. It was like one of the things you said multiple times. So. Oh yeah, I, I think when the, when the show was the over,
0: were you saying
1: "lu cha, lu cha"? You know what I didn't like?
0: Why
2: the hell are we building another Conan Vampiro feud? For the love of Christ, <laughs> no!
0: Hey, don't worry, it's gonna end in a casket match. In
3: six years,
2: <laughs> I think I even messaged that to Dan. I'm like, is this really happening? And he just writes back, a million times in a lifetime." <laughs> Because the whole time, the whole interview was like, bald Vampira trying to be babyface, which I'm not buying, because I just hate the sight of Vampira's face. And then it's like, every time he asks, uh... Prince Puma. Prince Puma, yeah, I couldn't even remember his name, because Conan answered everything for him. And the whole time he's like, don't worry about what Prince Puma does, worry about how I'd kick your ass. It's like, Vampira was ignoring him and trying to talk to Puma, and then Conan's like, no, screw you, I'm Conan. I'm
1: like, this sucks, Stop! This is not what I want to see. And Prince Puma's their champion. Anyway, in the main event, Cage... How do you like Cage? I think cage, Triple H C- has a boner for that guy and wants to sign him tomorrow. Cage the Elephant?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think he's okay. He's not the Cage that I know from Team CK in the Northeast Indies. But, you know.
1: So he got a title match against Prince Puma. and went no contest. And Conan bleeds all over the place. Conan did bleed a lot. He had the crimson hat.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then I already gave crimson my thoughts on cap. <laughs> yeah, I already gave my thoughts on impact on the board. I said it was uh, too much talky, not enough action, but at least the action was good and they were building the right stars. My only note about Impact that I thought was hilarious was when Tommy Dreamer came out, Josh Matthews goes and now here's a man who needs no introduction and then proceeded to give Tommy a full introduction. Uh,
1: he doesn't need it, but I'm told I have to give it.
2: <laughs> Why, does he have Dixie screaming in his ear? Now make Tommy look strong.
1: Tommy's got a House of Hardcore show coming soon, and we really fucked yeah. him over that one show, so. <laughs> hey. Well, anyway, guys, um, wrestling had a lot of
2: cool stuff happening this week, but uh, one thing did happen this week that really, really, really pissed me off more than anything else. And I know you're going to be like, wow, more than Roman, blah, blah, blah. No, this yes. is really...
1: <laughs>
5: it's me entering the Hall of Fame! <laughs> no,
0: it wasn't that, but okay. Let, let's talk about that while you're here, Arnold. Certainly. i love to talk about it. So, tell me about it. Tell me what you think. It's a great video. The package out of Pumping Iron, the time I was on SmackDown, end the days for Triple H, and they gave me the box office championship! <laughs> but I heard you wanted to trade that title in for another one. Yes, this year at the Hall of Fame, I'm going to bring the box office championship, I'm going to bring my ring,
5: and I'm going to trade them both for the IC title! <laughs> 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 uh, why? Oh, God. Why? Hey,
1: uh, Arnold, have you decided yes. who's gonna do your pre-induction speech yet? I'll
5: give you a hint. Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Guarantee it won't be Maria Menounos. He's,
5: he's uh, he's yesing down the hallway right now. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh,
2: no, that wasn't the thing I was gonna talk about. Guys, this is this week's Troll Truth segment. Did you know- Did you know that Bray Wyatt-
1: Did I know that Bray Wyatt- What? (laughs) Death.
2: Hey guys, I got some very, very bad news for you right now. You know how I was just about to do Troll Truth? Well, guess what happened? The Google Plus here decided to give us a horrible technical difficulty and cut out the entire second half of our show so there's no audio. An hour
0: and a half worth of ranting ranting and raving. Yes.
2: um, The show actually went two hours and 23 minutes, but it ended up cutting out at an hour and seven minutes, and the rest of it was nothing but silence. So we literally lost more than half of our show, and that really sucks. We lost out on Troll Truth, which was going to be the Bray Wyatt Make-A-Wish deal, and Hey Man, basically taking the kid to task for actually liking Bray Wyatt and, you know, dying. And that was awful. The Facebook comments were about Ryback saying Seth Rollins looks delicious or something. It was unbelievable. Um, We did the points are buried. We laughed, and we did all the questions. We had this great discussion. Then we listened back, and it wasn't there, and... Ugh, it was just... It was heartbreaking. But we're gonna make it up to you guys right now with a big apology bonus segment. First thing I'm gonna do, I wanna tell you guys who got points this week. Um, first of all, we had Joey Image, who had a crying and dying Make-A-Wish kid who wanted to meet Bray Wyatt. Antonio showed up and said, what a miscarriage of justice. This, of course, was the inappropriate times to use a wrestler's catchphrase. Uh, Jason Cantwell welled this week because... Did anybody have a reason why John Cena and Nikki Bella should not be wet on this day? Yes. 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 And it's just so not impactful the second time around, and I'm so sorry.
3: Yeah, Robert right Atkin,
2: guys, yes. you got cringe points for boogeyman touching. That was gross. Uh, Dan Dahl got a big pop from Pat for his child being anxious over grief counseling in a school shooting, and the psychiatrist said, bang. That's just fucked up, but okay, it was that also. Still funny. Yes. Uh, Glenn Cooken your anti-LBGT rally with Road Dog Askin, if you ain't down with that. Don Mario for C-Men Racist Vince running through the Black Panther rally in White Sheets screaming, You can't see me. Ellis Holmes with the rocket, of Women's Right rally saying it didn't matter what you think. And Adrian Cotton, you were the winner with your suicide hotline <laughs> and the response being, deal with it. So listen, it really sucks we lost out on all the segments this week, especially because this was our first show really getting into a. Uh, and uh, Dan will tell us a little bit about that. What's the name of this big media oh, the, deal that uh, we giant broke?
1: Media ball. It's, it's like a giant ball of media. media. Yes. Like,
2: please? And we got all of our podcasts Finally. on it. Yeah, and then we realized the technical difficulty basically wiped out the whole second part of the show. And rather than re-record it and try to go through it all again, because it's just not going to be the same the second time around, the same impacts aren't there, uh, we're going to make it up to you guys this way. We have decided to bring back Wrestle Peace Theater as our apology to you for basically not having the second half of the show. So I really hope you guys enjoy this uh, well, let's see what we chose here. Um, under TV shows and Zoe 101, we found WWE Lover 12 wrote a, a harrowing tale known as Young WWE Superstars. Now, the Y in Young is capitalized. None of the WWE is. <laughs> and the description is this is a story about the WWE Superstars when they were younger.
0: Wait, did you Wait, notice, did notice it's notice Young WWE Superstars? <laughs>
2: I was just noticing that myself. I just noticed oh, that shit. too. It is. Young WWE Subser Stars. <laughs> that makes it better. Oh, WWE Love <laughs> WWE Lover Twelve, and I assume that's your age. We want to thank you for this lovely tome we're about to bring to you. So is everybody here ready? Ready. ready. This lovely story. Okay. There we go, guys. Prologue. This is a story about a few of WWE superstars when they were YOUNGER! Five exclamation points. (laughs) It all started out when Randy Keith Orton and his mother and his father. (laughs) Period. Chapter one. Randy's mom. She yells. Randy runs downstairs, scared that he's in trouble. Randy's mom glares at Randy when he gets downstairs. Randy says,
5: What? What? Mom?
3: Randy's mom says, (laughs) Why are there WWE registration forms in the mailbox? You're not not joining joining that that crap. crap. You will turn out like like your father. father. (laughs) Randy
5: says, Mom, Mom, you're you're wrong. wrong. WWE (laughs) will teach teach me respect respect and how to to look look out. out For myself. For myself please, please mom, mom let me, let join. me <laughs> join Randy's mom
3: Randy if I let Randy, you join this you better thank, you me thank me for the, for the rest of your life
5: <laughs> <laughs> Randy says so you, so you will, will let me let join me mom? mom really, really excited, excited. <laughs> is that my, my emotion, my emotion? <laughs>
2: Bob comes in the room. Randy's mom doesn't t say anything else, but she nods at Randy Dude, to tell. does t related to Booker. Booker. <laughs> but she nods at Randy to tell him things to himself. Oh, this is apparently this is the quote now.
4: <laughs>
2: Come on, Randy, it's your line. <laughs>
5: Gosh, Mom and Dad must be fighting. He goes upstairs.
2: Oh, yeah, I know, apparently we're out of the quote. He goes upstairs to his bedroom and calls Cody. I do. Cody answers.
4: Hello, Randy. I'm still trying to convince my mom to let me join the WWE. I almost had her. then you called, man. I'll call you later and let you know what she says.
2: Yeah. Randy Hicks hangs up Ho- hoping Cody can join I'm WWE. That's <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Randy hangs up, hoping Cody can join WWE with him. Both their fathers had grown up fighting each other and outside of WWE were best friends. So since him and Cody were already best friends, he thought that would make them even better best friends. Best friends. <laughs> best friends. Randy? Randy didn't t- know why he really wanted to be a WWE wrestler. He just thought it would be had grown up around the organization had always dreamed of being part of it one randy just had to wait till the application for it came back with an answer on it holy crap i found the period
5: <laughs>
2: hang on intermission. okay <laughs> randy hoped very much that would accept him to be a superstar <laughs> chapter two there are four chapters, by the way, you guys. Oh, uh, stick with me, please. <sighs> Next morning, Randy wakes up to the smell of pancakes and orange juice in the kitchen. I didn't know orange juice smelled. He goes downstairs and eats them heads, eats them heads off, to goes to his locker, and then sees Cody coming his way.
5: Randy? Hey, Cody what, did, what your did your mom, mom say, say about, about the wrestling, wrestling thing? thing cody
4: she said yes yeah. <laughs> but I better think about it i don't know what you she know means by mean that. that so i'm just going to send my registration in tonight when i get home
5: randy all right now mission one is complete now we wait on the registration forms To come come back back, to mission mission two is to get get girlfriends. girlfriends. (laughs) So, who do you like? Cody?
4: I sort of like Marie, but I'm scared to tell her. Man.
5: Randy. I will tell her. For you. If you'd like me to. (laughs) Cody? (laughs) Thank
4: you. Please do that for me, man. And who do you like?
5: Randy? I. I Like. like Maria. Maria.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cody? (laughs) I will ask her out for you, man. Cody sees Maria walking to his locker, Maria opens her locker, and Cody walks toward her to find- to, uh, to ask her out for Randy. Holy crap. Cody! Hey, Maria! What's up? Maria!
1: Nothing much, man! Just another boring school, I guess.
2: Cody!
1: I was kinda of wondering, do you like Randy?
4: <laughs> Maria! Yeah, her's hot! <laughs>
2: Cody?
3: Would you go out with them?
2: <laughs> Maria?
3: Sure, tell him I will. And don't you like Maurice? She, she wanted, wanted me to, to ask, ask, you ask you out for her.
4: <laughs> Cody?
3: Alright, I will. <laughs>
2: Cody walks away surprised that Maurice likes him and goes and tells Randy the whole thing. Then it's nighttime, and Cody does his (laughs) registration forms, and goes to bed after he puts them in the mail, lays in bed, thinking of what WWE might be for him and Cody, and what it's like dating, lays asleep, dreaming of, lays in bed, dreaming of Cody. Whoa. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Chapter three. The next morning, Cody gets up and sees that it has snowed and there's not going to be any school, so he walks back inside and begins to work out. Randy goes to the diner across the street from where he lives and gets some breakfast as he eats things of Maria before he knows it. he's finished with his food. He leaves the diner and goes over to Cody's house. Cody is still working out. Randy sneaks behind Cody and scares him. Cody yells and then slaps Randy. (laughs) Randy just laughs at Cody and calls him a sissy fighter for slapping and not punching. Cody gets mad and storms off. Randy tells him he's being a baby about it and he should just go (laughs) see their girls. That would make them both feel better. You
5: should go see their girls. That'll feel better. <laughs> so, so, so
2: Cody goes and gets dressed and Randy waits on him. On top of him. Cody and Randy leave Cody's house and go to the park where they see Maria and Maurice talking. When Maria and Maurice notice them, they begin to smile at them. Cody begins to blush when Maurice blows him a kiss. Randy giggles and, <laughs> and walks over to Maria and hugs her.
5: Maria,
4: hey baby!
5: Randy, <laughs> hey baby, you, you look really, look really nice. nice. Today, <laughs>
2: Maria.
3: Thanks! <Hey. laughs>
2: Maurice.
3: Honey, I'm hungry. How about me and you go get some breakfast together? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cody.
3: Sure, let's go.
2: <laughs> and walks away holding Maurice's hand. So, Timeout? Did they? Did they? Did it just get dark and now they're going for breakfast again? Did Randy go for breakfast already? I
4: don't understand. Why is there so much breakfast?
3: (laughs) This is the greatest story ever told.
2: A lot of breakfast right now. Anyway, um, Maria and Randy decide to have a snowball fight between the two of them, hey, and, breakfast. At, and at the end of the snowball fight, have a very romantic, and Maurice end up eating, then going to Cody's house and making out for about three hours. <laughs> Then Maurice gets a call and has to go home because her dad needs her help cleaning everything for her mom's birthday, which was the next kisses his beloved girlfriend goodbye. Then he goes upstairs and rests listening to his MP3, his one MP3, gets a call from his mom that his little sister was hit by a car. (laughs) What's
4: happening
2: right now? I don't think I'm going to make it through these last two paragraphs. Hang on. Here we go.
5: <laughs> Randy. Maria, my, my little, little sister, sister was, hit was hit by a car. A car. K.O. <laughs> and he's in the <laughs> hospital.
4: <laughs>
0: sounds like you're cheering up.
4: <laughs> <clears throat>
2: he, be- he begins to tear up, and Maria tells him that she'll drive them to the hospital. <laughs> is she
1: old enough? <laughs> they-,
2: they grab at their coats and head to the hospital.
0: Wait, there are Wait, quotation there are marks, marks here. here Who's, here? Who's talking?
4: talking? I don't think
2: anyone is. <laughs> Randy's little sister ends up being fine, but she's on crutches for a few <laughs> Not months. Not fine. <laughs> Randy, fi- Randy finally gets his WWE registration forms back in the mail, but is afraid to open the en- the, the envelope. envelope. So he goes over to Maria's, and they open the envelope together. When they finally get the envelope open,
5: how long did that take?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it says this. Who would like to do the honors of what the
0: letter oh, says? Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. Dear Randy, Randy Keith Orton. Keith Orton. I got, I got your registration forms, forms. and I am writing I'm you writing to tell you, you that, tell that, I that I approve you for the WWE. The WWE. But the trainer the you asked for is no longer, no longer a worker, worker for WWE. WWE. So you so must you train must with train your father, with father or Ted, or Ted Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> also known as, <laughs> as the Million Dollar Man! <laughs> Why is that all in caps? <laughs> Please call <laughs> this number and give me and your decision. decision. number. 7066704532 Somebody call that <laughs> Mr Mr. Mac-, Mac Man
2: Mr
5: Wow somebody call that number
2: <laughs> Matt Awesome, you'll do it. <laughs> Randy smiles, then kisses Maria. Maria smiles at Randy and asks him if once he gets in the WWE, if he can play some cards on and get him to let her be a WWE. Tells her he will try, try. but there's no promises on it because Ken be a jerk sometimes. (laughs) Chapter 4 don't get too excited this is only like 3 lines. Randy then gets Maria in and Cody gets his forms back telling him he may join the WWE. They all get in even Maurice and then they start fighting for the kill. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Cody and- Cody and Maurice end up breaking up, and so do Maria and Randy. Then Cody and Randy stop being friends because of the WWE title, that they keep fighting over it, and Randy becomes a naive naive jerk that only cares about what he has, not anyone else. Cody becomes a good WWE superstar, but ends up being a jerk to women. Well that was a good story, now please
0: enjoy it. Oh my god. In retrospect, now that you've read it, please enjoy it.
2: <laughs> yes, now, now, now that you've read it, please That's enjoy like it. It's like that Nintendo <laughs>
1: game. It's like, you be a good
2: game. God, dude. It's just too much. So guys, like I said, I apologize. We lost the second half of the show tonight. I hope that made it up for you. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the new format. And before we close out for the second time, I just have to ask... Uh, Who do you guys have for the Super Bowl tonight? Jeff?
3: Seattle. Seattle. Melissa? Seahawks. Dan? Seahawks.
5: Pat? Football. (laughs) Uh,
3: Sports.
2: Yes, thank you for your sports opinion. And, again, we apologize for the technical difficulties, but we hope this made it up for you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and next week it'll hopefully be better. Uh, Jeff, uh, your, Jeff
3: book. your
0: book. Go. Go. Yes, yes, Jeff.
3: Book. 0.99. <clears throat> <clears throat> yep. Your point 0.99. 99 cents available right now on Amazon. It's called Everything, Everything Comes, Comes full, circle. full Circle. Buy it, please. It, yes, Tiny URL slash
2: Trelowitz.
4: Yes, buy his book.
3: Thanks. Thanks, thanks. Bye.